Welcome to the Faith and More podcast. This is a transdenominational podcast. All are welcome and safe here, no matter what your faith is or isn't. Hello, my name is Reverend Angel Wise, and I'll be your host. I am an ordained licensed minister, director of the Oblates of Perpetual Light, intuitive healer, Kabbalist, and life coach. I firmly believe that the divine works through people every day to help us. These angels and saints are so very humble, many of us don't know they exist or existed. Each week we will explore the lives of these amazing beings. We will also explore topics that can help your faith, no matter what it is or isn't. The goal of this show is to encourage, educate, inspire, uplift, strengthen, and heal you and your faith. So be sure to follow and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Enjoy the show. Shalom, shalom, and welcome home, everyone. How are you all doing? I so hope and pray you all are well and blessed. Infinite thanks for tuning in. If you're new to the show, I don't know how you found us, but I thank you for finding us. And it is my deepest hope and sincerest prayer that you find everything you're looking for in a podcast, especially a faith-based podcast here and more. And if you're returning, infinite thanks, blessings, and love for being a long-time lover and supporter. I know lover is, might be a too extreme of a word, but some people do love this show. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm reaching out there, ain't I? But anyway, thank you all for your support and for being here. It is because of you that this show is here. So, so show of hands, we're going to be doing that quite a bit here in this episode. Apologies. Show of hands. How many of you were intrigued by the title of the show? Life in a Box. To me, it reminded me of the old Jim Croce song, Time in a Bottle. <laughs> Thank you, Rabbi Pepep. Yeah, it kind of reminds you of uh, Time in a Bottle for old timers like us that know that song. Great song. If you don't know it, check it out. Beautiful song. Uh, also said. But anyway, <laughs> anyway. Life in a box. We're going to be talking all about that in this episode. And folks, hang on to your lids because this show is going to just pop the top off your skull and your mind's just going to bloom and blossom like a beautiful cherry tree. So let's take a visual journey. Put on your visual, most comfortable clothes and hiking boots and let's go. Okay. So we'll begin with the creator, the creator, whatever, again, you want to label that, which is everything that really, folks, it's beyond all labels. You can't put in the box what made the box and everything in it and around it and literally is everything. But I get it. The mind needs the brain, the mind, whatever you want to call it, needs a reference, needs something to refer to. So we call it whatever we call it. Okay, so anyway, so the creator is all giving. That's what this thing, this energy is, this force that is us and literally, excuse me, what was that word? <laughs> literally everything. It is all giving. It never takes. Contrary to what religion will tell you, you know, all Uncle Bert. Uh, the good Lord took Uncle Bert home. No, the good Lord didn't take anything. It never takes. It's always giving. 
So what did it do? Maybe it gave Uncle Bert release from this physical frame, which we'll get into the blessings and the curses with this physical body that we have and all of the things that are connected with. But again, back to the creator. The creator is all giving, all giving, which is why it created everything that is literally is because it wanted to give. But once it give, it gave, excuse me, my, <laughs> my English, <laughs> once it gave, you know, those of you who are biblically scholared know that humans were the, one of the last things that were created. Human was the last thing created, right? So why is that? Because the creator created everything and realized that there was nothing that was receiving what it was giving. It was just giving giving and it wanted to experience receiving so it created us and we in human form receive that is what we do we receive so the creator always gives and humans always receive which means we are designed to desire to receive. And again, designed, not programmed, designed, which means something that cannot be changed because that is human nature. Human essence is to desire to receive. But stay with me. There's hope. <laughs> It is said that this, again, cannot be changed because it is our human design. Although we cannot change our design, we can change our actions, which in turn will change our perception. <laughs> so, yeah, hang on. A lot of science is coming up. Okay, so our human brains are literally bombarded with 4 billion bytes of information. This is through activity and perception every second. 4 billion bytes every second. So if you're like me and you like the term gigabytes better, you can associate that better or with that more. That is 4 gigabytes per second. So if you're talking computer language, Four gigabytes per second is a lot of information in less of a time than you can snap your finger. Now, how much of that information do you think our brains are able to take in and compute? Yeah, I know. I'm waiting. <laughs> 2,000 bytes. So that's point. Zero, zero, two megabytes, which comes to a percentage of 5%. We only perceive 5% of what is going on around us at any given time. Yeah, I'm going to, I want to say that one more time and see if it, it you can, you can get that. <laughs> see if that gets in your 5%. We only perceive 5% of what is going on around us at any given time. So 95% of everything else. 
we are oblivious to. We don't perceive it. And of that 5%, remember season four, episode four, The Origin of Suffering, folks, where we talked about the RAS, the reticular activating system. If you haven't listened to that one, go back and check it out. It is a great episode. We have that RAS, which is what? For those of you who've listened to that show, that's a filter, a filter between the input on the outside and what our brain is permitted to receive. And I explained all of that RAS back in that episode, season four, episode four, The Origin of Suffering. Check it out because I'm not going to bore you all with going through all of that again. But so of that 5%, your RAS is filtering that 5%, which means you're getting even less. You are perceiving even less. But yet, we all, and I'm raising my hand, we're all guilty of this, of from time to time, if not more times than others, being know-it-alls, that we know it all in our way is not only the best way, but it's the only way. How? How can that possibly be if out of 100% of reality, you are only perceiving not even 5%? It makes no sense. But the world has these, humans have these tendencies, which I will explain here as we go. So not only do we have the RAS that does the filtering, we also have five senses that are programmed and filter. We have sight, smell, taste, hearing, and feeling, and that's if you're blessed to have those. That's it. That's all we have. That's the five ways we perceive what that 5% is of the 100% going on around us per second at any given time. Okay, each of those senses has a filter and a program that decides what our brains receive as information or not. And that's connected into the reticular activating system. So that's another filter. So we have all of these programs, all of these filters that decide based on our programming, our conditioning, what we see, smell, taste, hear, feel, and how we do it, how we interpret it. When I first learned that, I was like, Say what? Which I'm sure some of you are probably, yeah, experiencing that right now too. But oh, hang on. <laughs> There's more. There's more. Okay. So again, each of those senses has filters and that decides what our brain receives. Again, we have the reticular activating system. It also is a sensor or excuse me, a filter that filters from the filters what we perceive. Okay. So as Prince once sang, dig, if you will, a picture. Okay. Envision this, a small box, completely closed. Okay. Small box. We're all thinking of this small box closed up. Now envision that this box has five holes in it. Okay. Small box closed up five holes. 
Inside the box, you see that on the other side, inside the box, there is a mechanism, a program, or a filter on each of the holes. So from the outside of the box, it's nice and smooth with five holes. But inside, where you see each of the five holes, there is a filter or mechanism or program there. And then there's us. No, not all of us, just you and me. There's only one of us inside each of the boxes, okay? And we're in the center of the box. This box represents our life. The holes represent our senses. And our senses determine what we perceive and receive from what really is going on all around us at any given time. And remember, that's only 5% of what is actually going on at any given time. 5% every second. That's all we get. And again, as I said and will reiterate, that 5% is less than because it has to go through the filters and programs. And those decide what we actually perceive and receive. Everything we know and experience is in this box. That's why we feel separated from everybody, from everything. Why we feel alone. Why we feel cut off or just as an individual being and, you know, again, back to the not connected to anyone else. And that is absolutely the furthest thing from the truth. You know, again, the truth is 95% of what we don't perceive. Okay. So everything outside of the box, which is infinite, is true reality. And what truly is, we experience a very small fraction, and that small fraction is filtered at no given time in our human life. Will we ever experience 100% of what is truly going on? We cannot because our humanness, again, is not designed to perceive all of this. Yes, the creator, divine, God, Adonai, um, Hashem, again, whatever, universe, nature, whatever you want to call that, which has no, is beyond all labels. If you all didn't get that before, you should definitely get it now. Beyond all labels, created us, created this human form like this for specific reasons, which we will get into in future shows. I don't want to you know, flood you all. <laughs> we haven't built our arcs yet. <laughs> yes, that's a joke. <laughs> so we will get into all of those reasons as to why we're designed the way we're designed. But let's just look at it from this point right here in this show right now on what we can do to, um, you know, get past this, to try to... Um, Get some more truth and reality to be able to connect more with, uh, with the creator. I know this is a lot to take in, folks. Just bear with me. Hang in there. But I know there's some people out there that are 
thinking and or saying, and if they're thinking this, I'm sure they're saying it too. Well, son, my Bible says this and you're full of. Yeah. <laughs> and that's their right to say and think what they want. But all those people, all I can do is say, please, please calm. Take a breath. Don't call me heretical yet. <laughs> Here, listen to this question. Is a red apple actually red? If I gave you all, okay, envision this. Dig, if you will, this picture, a red apple. You have a red apple in your hand. Is it actually red? No, this is challenging your, your senses and your perception of what your senses, your sight, is interpreting and telling your brain. We've all been told apples are red, right? The red apple. When you're learning to read as a child, it's always apple. You know, spell apple. Here's a picture of a red apple, right? <laughs> Hang on, folks. Physicists say no. Physicists say that the only thing they know about red apples is that they're not red. How and why is this? A red apple, this is scientific. I'm not making this up. I couldn't make this up. A red apple only appears to be red. When sunlight falls on an apple, the fruit absorbs all the colors in the sunlight and reflects only the red color. It is this reflected color that reaches our eyes and we think that the apple is red. In reality, the apple is everything but red because what is reflective on light is the color that does not absorb the light. Red did not absorb the light, so it reflects to us as the color red when the apple is actually and proven to be everything but red. But now, try to convince someone. Better yet, try to convince yourself <laughs> that a red apple is not red. And the reason why I, I bring this up, folks, is because, it, you know, I, I so much want to share with all of you the truth. And, it, and if we can do these things step by step, We'll all start to understand, I mean, really understand and more so feel. Remember, we talked about all of season four about going from our head to our heart. And if you needed proof or reason <laughs> to go from your head to your heart, hey, red apples aren't red. <laughs> so, yeah, you can't trust what your senses are telling you. You can't trust what your brain is telling you. Yes, yes. For safety reasons, yes, trust the brain. Now, please don't, don't throw all caution out the wind. No. The brain works as that, to, as a protection device to keep us from harm. That's its only goal, 
It, it seeks pleasure. It avoids pain. And we'll get into even more of that here in a little bit or as we go with this. So again, if a red apple's not red, then how can your God be the only God? How can your understanding of the Bible, your understanding of your faith, your religion, be the only and correct way? And that everybody else, everybody else that doesn't believe, walk, say what you believe and walk and say are wrong. I mean, at this point, folks, we're all wrong. Raise your hand if you thought a red apple was actually red. I, I did. If somebody would have told me otherwise, I'd be like, what are you smoking? <laughs> you got to stop. Change prescriptions because something's not working right in you. But it's true. It's scientifically true. And I'm not saying this to scare anyone. I'm saying this to awaken everyone. But don't confuse this awaken with the woke thing. No. I'm saying this so you can understand the analogy of the box and our senses and that only 5% of what gets through of the 100% of reality, even that 5% is wrong. If we got all the 5% of looking at a red apple and saying that apple's red, it's wrong. So that meant we got what? <laughs> Nothing. We got like apple, but that's all we got. Color is not that. And we could go on with apple if you want to break it down to uh, atoms and cells. And yeah, 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 we'll we'll do that some other time. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to chase everybody away and have everybody's minds literally explode from all this. So what in heavens are we to do? I mean, literally, what in heavens are we to do? If we are all created and designed to, in this human form, to be this way and to perceive this way, how in the world do we even have a chance? If we have only five holes in the box and those five holes have something connected to it on the inside that's sending us the information that the red apple is actually red. How do we function from this point? How about poking another hole in the box? <laughs> Can we do that? Certainly. And I'll share with you how to do that here as we go. This other hole, this sixth hole, number six, will connect us with the ultimate. It will connect us with the creator. It will connect us with the all it is. Again, whatever you want to call it or label it, and it's not going to have a filter attached to it. And by getting closer with the creator, we become more like the creator. Because remember, the creator gives and humans are designed to receive. We can't change the receiving part, but we can re we can tweak our actions to receive. And we can 
change that desire to bestow, to help, to give. You know, you can still have the desire to receive, but it's more of a desire for the creator to give to you so you can give to others, if that makes sense. I hope that does. So, again, it doesn't have a filter. The sixth hole, once you poke it, it doesn't have a filter. And have you ever been a kid and you play them with like a little box or something like that, and you poke a little hole in it, and then you fidget with it, make the hole bigger and bigger and bigger? That's exactly what we'll be doing. As you poke that hole, of course, it's only going to be a little pinprick hole to begin with, but it's going to get bigger and bigger as your connection grows and as you evolve and begin to receive more divine light and give that light to others. We've talked about this light. We've talked about being lighthouses to others and to helping others. Um, so by becoming more like the creator, we're able to give more and bestow more while still receiving. Okay. So does this like sound any, like anybody familiar, like Jesus, like Buddha, you know, any of the great masters and teachers, they've done this exact thing. They've realized this exact thing. They realized that the apple wasn't red and they realized that they could poke not only a hole, but tear half the box open to where they are literally connected and flooded with um, the divine, with the creator and that light. And then they in turn are like a mirror and reflect that light. That's a good analogy, like a mirror and reflect that light and give that light to everyone. So this is how they were able to do it. There is a divine spark or light within each of our hearts. And we've talked about this over the shows. Some have only a little teeny little speck, a pinprick, while others are a lighthouse. By becoming more like the creator, giving and bestowing and helping others, this divine light in each and every one of us will begin to grow and grow and grow. And with each level of growth, our conscious connection, and I've said conscious, not unconscious or subconscious, our knowing, our conscious connection with the creator will increase more and more. Folks, this is exactly how Jesus, how Buddha, how the great masters and teachers over since the beginning of time have done this, have been, been able to be who and what they are. The more light they receive, the more light they share and shine. And that's exactly what we can do. And this is actually why we're here. You know, the infinite million dollar question of why am I here is to do just this in this form and in this life. But some people might say, well, what about suffering? Many will ask and demand. I can't because of this, and I can't because of that. I and can't. This is why so many won't get this in this lifetime. The desire to receive lulls you into the belief that you, all caps, you, 
are separate from everyone and everything. Your ego, in view of yourself, has confused that divine spark in your heart as you being individually div divine. It's just me against the world. How many times have we heard that? More so, how many times have we felt that? So many people who suffer from anxiety and depression feel that exact way, that it's them against the world. It's only them. That's why they're lonely. That's why they're anxious. That's why they suffer from so many things. And yeah, mental illness is in that as well. Just think of that, folks, for just a moment. Poor people who are not saying pity them, I'm saying understand them. Poor people who have mental issues, they get less than that 5% of perception of what reality truly is. Think about that for a minute. If our brains, which we consider ourselves, most of us who are listening, to be, you know, cognizant, to be, you know, fairly intelligent, understanding, you know, the basics. Did we know the apple wasn't red? Just think what it would be like for someone who has mental challenges that perceive things differently. Now, there are some who are already had that sixth hole, but have been told that it's wrong by modern day psychiatrists or whatever, and I'm not going to contradict anyone's mental evaluation. What I'm saying is a lot of people who have that connection with the divine, with the creator, and don't, they tend to go that way more than they do with their other senses, with their five senses, are labeled as being crazy. Because to everybody else, it would appear that you're crazy. If I came up to you before I just read what I did or said what I said and tried to convince you that the apple that I'm showing you is not red, you would say I was crazy, right? But again, getting back to those who do have you know, mental issues, bless them because their world and their box is a lot harder to live in than ours. So for everyone, everyone who, who says, well, you know what? Well, why do I suffer? Why do I this? Why do I that? It's because, and you're, you all are probably going to argue or debate this with me, but it's the truth. The reason why we suffer is because every time we suffer, it is the creator's way of trying to get us to wake up, to poke that sixth hole in our box, to develop that sixth sense, if you will, and connect more with the divine and awaken to the facts of you are receiving less than 5% of what is actually going on around you at any given second, and that there is immensely and infinitely more to everything, literally, folks, everything 
than what your eyes, ears, nose, taste, touch tell you. There is so much there. And every time we suffer, it is an opportunity for us to wake up. Now, yes, I will explain that a little bit more in detail. So we'll use one of my favorite analogies, the the guy that, or the person we'll say, that cuts you off in traffic and just makes you go absolutely bonkers. And it happens to us all. It just happened to me last week on driving home from work in the morning, because those of you listen know that I work at night, driving home in the morning and I'm in the high speed lane in this area of the highway because I know that it's full of people who aren't paying attention. And there's this guy next to me in this big old monster red truck and he starts to come over into my lane. Now I'm in the high speed lane. So the only place I can possibly go, which your mind would tell you is over into the medium on the left, which there's a cement wall or barrier there. So I only have, again, your mind's telling you that you only have so far you can go before you can't go over any further. So this guy is still coming over and over and over and I'm blowing the horn. I mean, I'm, actually laying on the horn and he's still coming over. So what happened next? Did I continue to go over and hit the wall? No, I slammed it on the brakes. Of course, before I did that, I looked behind me to make sure there was nobody behind me, but I slammed on the brakes and he continued on and I went around another way and bypassed him and that was that avoided it. Now, did I get upset? Of course I did at first because I was like, you know, this, no, I wasn't really upset about me, you know, me, I, and mine. Of course, I don't want nobody to mess up my car. It's the only car I have and I can't afford another car. Uh, But it also alarmed me that even though I'm laying on the horn, this person is oblivious to everything around them. But you have to keep in mind you know, this is where empathy comes in. You're not excusing this, all right? You're empathizing because now that we know what we know, this person's 5% perception didn't involve <laughs> me or the sound of my horn at that given moment, okay? So you've got to constantly keep an eye out for everything around you and, and use your wits, right? So the same thing goes with suffering. You all are familiar with, should be familiar with the old game shows. And I think some of the game shows still have them. It's been forever since I've watched a game show. But they have the buzzer. You hit the buzzer when you know the answer, right? It makes an ant sound. And I'm not going to play the sound, but you hit that buzzer and it makes the sound. Do this in your mind. Again, dig, if you will, the picture. (laughs) Do this visualization every time something suffering comes along. Hit that buzzer, and that buzzer is a pause button. Pause for just a second. This guy is coming over into my lane. What are my options? Continue to go over to the left and possibly hit a wall, or who knows whatever was in the medium coming up at 65 mile an hour. Or 
slam on the brakes. Look behind you, make sure somebody behind you, slam on your brakes. And avoid that whole, in that, in that whole episode, that whole incident, it's finished. It's finished that quick. It's no more, I'm going over, I'm going over, I'm going over, I can't go over anymore, I'm hitting a wall, he's hitting me, you know, he's, he's crushing me into the wall at a high rate of speed. No, it's over. It's over. And we all have that split second opportunity. And that's where the free will comes in. And we've talked a lot about free will in season four. Now, this, as I am learning more, and I'm going to be sharing with all of you more, free will is not what I thought it was. I thought free will was I have the choice no matter what, any given time. Whereas you do have a choice, but it's a, a split second of a choice before a reaction or, um, you know, a consequence, you know, happens. So like with the, again, the incident with the car, there's a truck coming over, you know, that split second literally of what to do. Do I continue to go over? Which a lot of people would think or their minds would tell them, I only have one way to go and that's over into the medium and into the wall. I don't have a choice, any other choice. But as we see, yes, you do, as long as you, you know, safe to, you know, slam on the brakes. Or if you've got somebody behind you, apply the brakes. But this guy was coming over so quick that I had to literally slam on my brakes because once I did, he was in the lane exactly in front of me where I was. He came over that quick. So, yes, he would have collided with me. And who knows what would have happened to either of us. But that's neither here nor there because it didn't happen. And I know a lot of people would say, well, the mind just runs and runs and runs with it. And that's when you hit the pause button. Why? It didn't happen. That's not, that's not what happened. That's not real. So why would you allow your mind to just go with the what ifs? Don't. Just let it go. It happened. This is how you dealt with it. It's done. And that's how we start changing. Suffering. You know, I'm suffering. I'm sick. You know, why am I sick? Well, you know, scientifically, there's reasons why we are sick. But it's an opportunity. Why you are sick. How are you handling that? How are you dealing with that? You know? Are you screaming, woe is me, poor me, you know, help me? And I know when we're in that suffering, it's so difficult to see beyond it, especially if you're someone who suffers a lot or is suffering nonstop. But we've had or talked about many great beings on this show, like, Season one, episode five, Claire Wineland, who had cystic fibrosis and bless her beautiful heart and soul. Claire not only fought for her life as long as she could, but she shared her fight with everyone. Again, she not only poked a hole in that box, a sixth hole, she kicked out probably three quarters of the sides of that box. And that creator, that light just enveloped her. And she beamed that light to every person she came into contact with. And bless her parents, 
and her for all the videos that she recorded. Uh, she's on YouTube and a lot of other places, but she still lives today. That light still shines today through her videos and all of the videos. She did so many. Um, if you guys don't remember that episode, go back. Season one, episode five. It's amazing. Also, Dan Thomas, who on YouTube, he goes by Pee Wee Toms, uh, had cancer and documented his, his life with cancer up until literally up until his death. Um, that was episode or season one, episode three, Dan Thomas, Pee Wee Toms. And he did everything he could to be that light, to shine that light to everyone. To, as he always said, you know, never give in, never give up, always keep fighting. Melissa Henning Camp, who was one of the sparks that started this show, uh, season one, episode two, cancer. What did she do? Did she cur curl up in a ball and, and just give up? No, no, she <laughs> dug deep, loved the creator. And shared that love with as many people as she could. Charlene Richard, the little Cajun saint. Season two, episode two. While she's in the hospital, just literally deteriorating her condition. She was talking to other people, helping other people. Um, again, we've talked about this so many times. Uh, you know, I, I, Teresita Castillo, season four, episode eight. I could go on and on and on. There are so many people, so many amazing beings who have their examples of how we can deal with our suffering. How hit that pause button before you react, hit that pause button and not only hit that pause button, but here's a, here's a, a trickier thing to do. Not just hit the pause button, but say either out loud or in your mind. Thank you for this gift. Thank you for this opportunity. You can say either or and or both to the creator. When suffering appears, hit the pause button and give thanks. You are thanking the creator and you are acknowledging that this is an opportunity that the creator is putting before you, that you can either stay closed up in your box and keep rolling with the suffering or you can see it for what it truly is and navigate through it, awaken through it. So some would say, how? 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 What do you mean? What do you mean by that? How can I do that? Okay, the situation with me in the car and the truck coming over. You know, I could have just went totally crazy like a lot of people would do and do some road rage stuff and you know, go even further than a lot of people do where they brandish weapons and shoot and kill people. And, you know, you see how detrimental a situation like that could go quite quickly or do something stupid and upset or anger the person next to me, get them to wake up that I'm there. And then they, in turn, attack me with road rage by thinking it's my fault. Again, remember, well, now you can let you know we're only picking up on 5% or less of what's actually going on, truly going on. So see, again, that brings around that, that 
understanding and that empathy. You understand what's truly going on here. You understand that that person, you know, even if they intentionally did it, weren't in the right state of understanding. Because if they were, they wouldn't have done it. But yet here it is. Here it's happened. The creator is aware of this, right? This, again, pause button. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this moment. Thank you for this gift. And that gives you that split second window, that free will. Make a choice. Make your decision. Do you continue to roll on in ignorance and fight and combat? Or do you take other evasive measures to save your life, your, his life, anybody else that would have been around if there was an accident, but more so your reaction, you know? Instead of losing your temper, flying off at the handle, and then creating more negative in your mind, which affects your body, which affects your health. You know, see, see how these things go? Everything is interconnected. You are reacting differently. So somebody else would say, well, what about, um, you know, if I'm sick, how is that going to change anything? How, how do I, what do I do with that? Okay, fair question. You're sick. Let's say something like cancer. You have cancer. Yes, you are upset and beyond afraid of the cancer, not just for your health, but for your family and for finances. If you, you know, your income, or regardless if you brought in an income or not, cancer seriously affects everyone financially because a lot of it's not covered by insurance. So what is actually going on here? There are lessons to be learned. And as I pointed out with Claire Wineland, Dan Thomas, Melissa Henning Camp, Teresita Castillo, um, I've talked about or requested in prayers for quite some time uh, for Haley, who has terminal ovarian cancer, who is, you know, at the time of this, the recording of this, she was alive, but she is fading quickly. Um, also, Maudie, who had a heart transplant and is battling to recover from that. Um, other people who have it and fought through it. I mean, Mike S. is a great example of someone who, you know, battled and won against addiction and then had to battle and win against cancer and then had to battle and win against heart issue after heart issue after heart issue. And Mike S. is a, an amazing example of that. If you all don't know who I'm talking about, I mention him every uh, week in our prayer request. And he actually did a show with me. And that was season two, episode eight. Check that one out. That you want a survival story. That is an amazing survival story. And it it's continued on for Mike. He's, you know, he's still fighting and, and healing. And as we've covered in prayer requests for the show, um, infinite blessings to him. Perfect example of what you can do with your suffering. Change your life. Mike helps out so many people. He helps orphans in Africa. He is busy in his church and active in his church. Uh, he's part of a band and music. Music is such 
an amazing gift and blessing for so many people, not just for those who create and play it, but more so for those who listen and receive it. Remember, we're talking about receiving, giving. The creator gives and we receive. And we need to change that where we start to not only receive, but we give what we receive. That's a, really a, a great example of it, a musician who receives the gift to play the music and gives the music to others to receive, sharing that love and light. I like that. <laughs> Pat myself on the back. I like that analogy. That's a, that's a good one. Again, that came from spirit. That's not me. So I'll pat spirit on the back for that. Thanks, spirit. Thumbs up. <laughs> so I hope you all are, are understanding a little bit more of what I'm pointing at here is, you know, and no, it's not something we can do overnight. Again, however old you are, it's taking you that many years to get to the conditioning that you are at, right? To get to that spot in the box, in the box set up the way it is, in the filters set up the way they are, and the programs set up the way they are. So it's not something you can just flip a switch and change, unfortunately. Um, but it is something little by little you can do. It's Again, a way of life. It's by saying, you know what, from here on out, this is what I'm going to do. If, you know, if someone upsets me or anything like that, you know, I'm going to hit the pause button and react. Same thing goes if somebody does something great for you. Hit the pause button and, you know, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this gift and react and respond in a different way. You know, pay it forward. You know, if someone blesses you, share the light, share the light. That's what this is all about, about us being mirrors of the divine. Again, look towards your um, religious leaders. And what I mean by that is like, if you're Christian, look at Jesus. Um, if you're, you know, Buddhist, look at Buddha. Um, if you're, you know, Jewish, look at your, you know, your amazing long line of rabbis that are just beyond, which we've only shared a few so far. We're going to share more in the future. If you're Muslim, I'm sure you've got them as well, and I'll be showcasing them as soon as I can find some of them and get that information on record and a uh, record record to record and then get it out to everybody. We'll definitely do them. We're going we're gonna to explore other faiths, definitely. But again, I hope you are getting what I'm pointing at. We can poke that initial hole in that box and continue to pick at it, pick at it, pick at it, make it bigger, let more light come in. And the more light you let come in, the more light you will shine. And that's the thing. It's not about keeping it to yourself, because if you do that, you're not going to be able to poke the hole. You're not going to be able to make the hole bigger. The only way you will receive more light is if you are giving more light. So the more you receive, the more you give, the more you give, the more you receive. So again, the more you connect with the creator, the more you realize that we are all, everything, everything, even to the pebble that you just stepped on with your bare foot and said, ouch, we all come from and will return to the same source. We are all, all caps, all connected, no matter what you believe, because belief has nothing to do with reality. I think we just found that out, right? How many of us believed 
that the apple was red. It's not. <laughs> I'm hoping you'll never look at a red apple the same way. I know I, <laughs> I won't, but it's good. These are reminders. These should be triggers, good triggers, to help us switch gears, change gears in our hearts. Again, don't rely on the mind so much. Yes, it is a thing that keeps us alive <laughs> in that arm's way. Uh, and it's, that's how it's meant. And that's what it was designed. But start to go for more from your heart. You know, that spark in your heart. Focus on it. Work on it. Exercise it. Let it get bigger and bigger and bigger. So, show of hands. Here's another example. How many of you hear the music around you right now? Right now. Right now. Do you hear the music around you? <laughs> no, I won't play the say what <laughs> again. But I'm sure a lot of you are saying, well, Angel's just done lost it. Now, we, we empathize with you, Angel. You done lost what little marbles you had left in your collection, and they're rolling across the floor. And for Christ's sake, you can't catch one of them. <laughs> no, seriously now. Can you hear the music around you right now? There are radio frequencies surrounding us right now. And that's not to even begin to skim the surface of Wi-Fi signals and all of that stuff. I'm not even going to go there. But let's use the analogy of music. There's literally music around us all the time. Believe it or not. Now, you pick up a radio. Turn it on. Tune it in. Now, not inter internet radio, but I guess you could use that. But I like the old analog analogy better. To me, that's a little bit more easy to understand. Pick up a regular analog radio. Turn it on. Tune it into your baseball game, hockey game, um, or just music. Flip it. Flip the channel. Tune it in. There it is. There's the music. Now, if you didn't have the radio on, is the music still there? Hmm. Now, there's a question. Now we're getting zen, aren't we? <laughs> if a tree falls in the woods, does it make a sound? And I won't use the bear, the bear joke if a bear, you know, what's in the, I, well, I'm not even going to go there. I almost did. But anyway, I think you get the idea. And this is what it's all about, folks, is the creator is around us, in us, literally everything all the time but we just need to tune into it to be that receiver to tune into the divine and then broadcast it ourselves again the, the the you know the mirror analogy to reflect that or the musician analogy to receive the gift of being able to play and then to share that pass that on, that music to others. But again, a lot of people see the apple as red and you can't tell them any different. And a lot of people either don't believe in a creator or they have this impression of a old man and a beard in the clouds. And that's that. And um, you can't sway them one way or the other because their 5% is correct or less is correct. And everybody else is 
wrong. So we need to be able to tune into the creator. Um, and that changes literally everything is if we start emanating, being like the creator, walking as Jesus, walking as Buddha, walking as your favorite teacher, master, rabbi, whomever you want to call or label or whatever they are. Start being like that. And again, it's, this is not a religion. This is a lifestyle. This is a way of life. You have to be this, become this 24-7. And remember, have that pause button in your mind at all times. When that guy at work or your boss you know, yells at you, before you react, hit that pause button and analyze things the way they are. Remember, your boss is only using less than 5% of their perception, and you're only receiving with 5% of your perception. See beyond that. Feel beyond that. Don't take it personal because there's no personal there. Yeah, maybe you are messing up. Again, evaluate that and correct what needs to be corrected. But don't let it diminish and or change your light. No matter what, the apple is not red. So keep going, keep shining. And the more times you do this, the more it will become a habit. You won't have to think about the pause button. You won't have to visualize the pause button. It will become natural to you. And this way of life will become natural to you in receiving more and more of the divine's light and being, you know, getting more and more connected with the, with the creator will become it just happens. It's just a beautiful, beautiful evolution that none of us are beyond. We all can achieve this. This is all very achievable. And there are so many that have done this. You want examples? I just listed a bunch. And this entire show does nothing but showcase. Well, I shouldn't say it does nothing but because here I'm rambling on. It gives teachings and shares things, learning and education. But the majority of the people I talk about on this show have done exactly this. Do you think they were born that way? Some of them, yeah. We found some of them that were literally, um, you know, just anomalies of nature that were born the way they were, gifted and aware of those gifts. But the vast majority weren't. And the vast majority refused to believe they even had any gifts all the way to their death. So, um, Anything on the show, any one of these shows are perfect examples of how you can start to change. Hit the pause button, you know, you know, make that, you know, make that hole in your box and make it bigger and bigger and bigger and then knock down the walls and let the light in and show the light, shine the light to as many people as you possibly can. So, my dear brothers and sisters, this is your opportunity. This is your chance to hit the pause button. After hearing everything you've heard today, and if it didn't make any sense, I urge you to go back and listen again until it does. But again, this is your opportunity. Hit the pause button. And what are you going to do? Are you going to stay in your box as it is? Or are you going to work on that sixth sense? You're going to work on poking that hole and develop that sixth sense with the creator. 
This is your opportunity. This is your free will. That thin line, and just for a split second, you have the opportunity. And every time something happens in your life, you will have that split second, that opportunity. Anyway, folks, I hope this show is, man, as deep as this show was, I so hope and pray um, you guys have gotten it, at least a little bit of it. Again, as I said, if you haven't and if it's still really fuzzy, uh, go back and listen again, you know, and re-listen as many times as you feel you need. Or if you still don't get it and you would like further explanation, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. My contact information is coming up at the end of the show and is at the end of every show. I'm always here for all of you in any way that I can possibly help. And we will be doing more shows on this or similar to this and ex definitely expanding on this. And someone might ask, if you already haven't asked or thought, where did all this come from? This is, or these are, the basics of Kabbalah. What I just shared with you in this show is the grassroots basics of Kabbalah and how it can wake you up. Now, I saved that for at the end because I didn't want anyone, if I would have said Kabbalah at the beginning, I know a lot of people would have either turned off or tuned out and not heard anything I said. That's why I didn't put a label on it, where it came from. So yeah, we'll be sharing more, or I'll be sharing more about Kabbalah as we go, as I learn, as I grow in it. And it's, again, it's not a religion. As you see, what I just shared goes with any and all or no religions. Religion is not required. You know, just... Uh, a belief in something other than self. And I think I pretty much gave scientific proof that there is a, a higher force or a greater force that's in control of things um, and creating things. If not, I'll be more than happy to expand on that for anyone that doesn't believe in the divine and the creator. And that's, that's completely all right. I mean, that's up to you. But it doesn't change the facts of the apples not red. We can't... <laughs> I can't erase that, folks. That's 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 facts. That's truth. That's scientific. So anyway, thank you all. Infinite thanks, blessings, and love to all of you for getting to this point. And again, we'll have more shows expanding on this as we go. In today's internet world, there are so many choices and so many things on the internet that uh, lure you into extending or working on or enhancing your faith and most of them charge you for it. How about an absolutely free way and a free group that will love you unconditionally no matter what your faith is or isn't, what your beliefs are or aren't. And again, did I mention free? Absolutely free? Well, look no further. Check out the Oblates of Perpetual Light. I happen to be, just happen <laughs> to be the director of the Oblates of Perpetual Light, and I would love to have you check us out and become a member. Again, it's absolutely free of charge. Check us out at oblatespl.wixsite.com slash oblates-pl, or you can email me directly at oblates.pl at gmail.com. 
there'll be links in the show description to get to those web addresses. So you say, what are the Oblates of Perpetual Light? Well, it's the first of its kind. We are a very first group of Oblates to fully utilize the internet to organize and communicate. This allows everyone and anyone to join from all over the world. The Oblates of Perpetual Light are inclusive, meaning everyone is welcome, regardless of beliefs, faith, identification, gender, sexual preference, etc. We are independent, meaning that we are not affiliated with any church other than being connected to the faith and more ministries. And we are trans-denominational. We are not affiliated with any one religion. Although our structure is very Benedictine, our oblate director, hello, can easily assist you with adjusting to your faith no matter what it is or isn't. We greatly respect the beliefs and freedoms of all others. We all are children of the universe. Only four things are required to be an oblate of perpetual life. First is to study and contemplate some sacred text of your faith at least once a day. It can be anything, any size, even a sentence or a word. It's imperative that an oblate pray sometime during the day. That's the second one is prayer. Again, it's up to us to choose when, where, and for how long. Number three is oblates will gather together online, typically on Zoom at least once a month. And that's usually the last Sunday of every month, if not the second to last Sunday. And it's not required. These are things as far as the meeting goes. If you can attend, that's great because you get to not only talk to, but you get to see your fellow oblates. And the fourth requirement is love and respect all members, regardless of their faith. We are here as a group, not just individuals. Every faith, belief, view, etc., will be respected. Bullying, hate, attacks, etc., will not be tolerated. So you are absolutely and completely safe. If this sounds like something you would be interested in, please check out the website. Again, a link will be in the show description or email me directly at oblates.pl at gmail.com. This week's prayer requests and updates are as follows. Um, Denise, I got to chat a little bit with Denise in Facebook Messenger this past week. She's had a really rough week. Uh, she recently had hand surgery. She's also got a viral infection uh, that's really affecting her vocal cords. And her vocal cords were damaged last year, uh, last June when she had COVID. So it's something that she had never recovered from. And now that she has this viral infection, it is affecting um, those damaged vocal cords. So let us please, please keep Denise in your heart, thoughts, and prayers. Nicholas, um, his mother posted just a few days ago, he went in to get a routine heart catheter done. And while they were doing that, his blood pressure crashed and they had to take him to intensive care. She has not posted any updates since, but let us please keep Nicholas in uh, our heart, thoughts, and prayers. He's had several heart transplants. He's in rejection. He's awaiting a clinical trial to see if they will accept him because he needs a valve repaired and or replaced. Uh, so please keep him in your heart, thoughts, and prayers. Uh, Haley, who has terminal ovarian cancer, uh, had a decent week. She felt good enough to get out of the house and go to a water park with her family and enjoy that and they are savoring each and every single moment uh, with her in this life that they possibly can and you know that's something we can greatly learn from Haley is is the importance of now and that 
you know, the next second, the next moment with you, your friends, your loved ones is not guaranteed and how very precious and sacred it is. Next is Maudie. Maudie has her good days and her bad days. Fortunately, she's having more good than bad, and the bad consists of hospital and doctor bills, and as I noted last week, her insurance has uh, stopped paying benefits because they said she has maxed out her, her benefits for the year. Now, taking consideration, it's only May, and she just had a heart transplant two months ago, and all of the procedures she is going to need. So let us please keep her and her family and your heart, thoughts, and prayers. Also in financial troubles still is Stephanie. Uh, let's please keep her in our heart, thoughts, and prayers. Sarah and Kia, um, Elaine and Bob, Clyde, Lisa, CJ, Lana, Megan, Molly, Gwen, Octavia, Trish, Chad, and their family. Brother Ashley and his family, Brother Abel, Mike S. and Kelly, um, Michael, my brother, Tanya, my sister, uh, Cheryl, Elijah, his grandmother, Janet, Andrew, Father Mike and Eddie, Eddie's mother, Becky, Emma, Jean, Kathy and Tony, Michael T., Kyra, Courtney Moore, Jan, James and Linda, and last but certainly not least, Terry. And if you are in need of prayers, please, please, please reach out to me. My contact information is just coming up here at the end of the show and at the end of every show. And I love to pray, and so do people that listen to the show. So let us pray for you. There is power in prayer. The following is a healing prayer and blessing. And when I say four, that is where I will pause and you can include whomever you want to include in these healing prayers. Let us pray. Heal us, Adonai, and we shall be healed. Save us, and we shall be saved, for you are our praise. Lift up a complete and perfect healing, a healing of body and spirit to all our wounds for For you are a ruler who heals with faithfulness, trust, reliability, mercy, and compassion. Blessed are you, Adonai, healer of the sick among your people. Amen. Sacred <laughs> For those of you who have made it this far, yes, it's a little bit of a secret time. I know that's unusual for a regular episode. This is usually something we do in the book nook or in the Faith and More Cafe. And that brings me to there will be a new Faith and More Cafe for the month of May coming up this Wednesday, 12 a.m. Eastern Time. So set your clocks for it or Make sure you subscribe and follow the show so as soon as it airs, you will be notified. I so hope and pray you've enjoyed the show and that you found everything that you're searching for in a podcast here and more. Please stop by anytime, all the time. You are part of the Faith and More family. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, rate, and review. That's a great way to get the show out to more and more people so it can benefit them. Also, Please, please, please feel free to share the show with as many people as you possibly can. That way the show continues to help more and more people. 
And if you really like the show, please consider making an offering. There is a lot of time and work that goes into making each and every episode, each and every weekly episode, not to mention every monthly cafe. Offerings are a great way to help sustain and improve the show and the Faith and More ministry. Offerings can be made through the Cash App. The show's cash tag is dollar sign Faith and More. Or you can find us at cash.app forward slash dollar sign Faith and More. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. There's lots of great videos there and it gives you more of an immersive experience. Just go to youtube.com slash at Faith and More podcast. Next is prayers. I love to pray and our Faith and More family and listeners love to pray as well. So let us pray for you. There's two ways to do this. The first is to email me directly at faithandmorepodcast at gmail.com. The second is through our website at faithandmorepodcast.wixsite.com slash my dash site. There's a form at the bottom of the website to request prayers or ask questions, which I'm always open to. Intro, outro, and Oblates infomercial music is courtesy of Ivy Music. A link to Ivy Music can be found in the show description along with all the other links. Check them out and show them some love for their amazing music. So until next time, have a blessed week and know that each and every one of you are in my heart and prayers. Bless you.